Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. A silent storm begins to brew in an ancient land of darkness. With tumultuous force from the crust of the earth, two worlds come together as one from the past and the present, celebrating culture and spirit, paving the pathway to our future. It's time for dreaming. Urban dreaming. Finding your voice. Finding your spirit. Joy 94.9. Warren Jacker, Joy 94.9, would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the sovereign peoples of the past, present and future generations of the Kulin Nations on whose unceded land we work, live and broadcast from. We would also like to acknowledge all our brother boys and sister girls of the LGBTI communities. Yes, you are on Urban Dreaming. This is Sarami on the mic. And Layla. And we have a deadly show as always. Always. For Urban Dreaming. And that's, yes, Urban Dreaming, creating a platform between two worlds. So, guys, um, yeah, we're going to have a great conversation with a lady named Kalina Sansbury. She's a performing artist and she does a lot of dance specifically. And she's also currently got a few tricks in her trade right now and she's currently working on the Fringe Festival. Yes, yes, Deadly Sis Kalina and I. So we're both Melbourne Fringe producers as part of the Deadly Fringe uh, program, which Suri now as well is, is an artist in that program. Am I an artist? Yeah, you are. Oh, that's great. Dancer too, eh? <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to play um, some Deadly music as well. We've got a really amazing artist whose actually his name is Val Flynn. Now Val Flynn's actually a really um, I, I guess I wouldn't say controversial but Val is actually breaking a few boundaries with his music and yeah. um, he's currently got a great track we'll be playing a bit later on and we're going to have a chat with him also on the phone so stay tuned for that. So where you been come from tonight? What do you mean? What you been doing? Oh you know just deadly things, creative things, eating dumplings, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yeah that's it. I mean tur- turtle, turtle job. Gulil, no, gulil. Yeah. So we say gulil in our country. Actually that's interesting because I've been, haven't been doing that recently. Um, I've been wanting to say to Mob with the show we specifically want to try teach language as well. So Layla and myself are going to actually add a few words that we can teach you guys in the process of. Yeah, um, yeah it's really interesting because I know there's a lot of people who, who really want to try learn language and also just open their their hearts to to culture you know so i think that's vital yeah i mean you'd probably already know every time i leave the show i always say yawa which in my language or creole or um also yumpla talk as they say uh just means see ya and then if you want to say see ya forever you just say big yawa (laughs) (laughs) but if you're going to see them soon it's small yawa so that's pretty easy to remember eh so, yeah, and I'm thinking, don't you say yawu to say hello? Or, what, how do you say hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Nah, we, German, we don't really say hello. We just go straight into which way. Ah. Or how you, which way. Nice, nice. Yeah. So this is a talk show, just so you know, guys. So if you, you know, we have a lot of Indigenous music in general, but we also, um, we, do, we do talk a lot. So if you're not one of those people who like to hear people chatting, but just know that it is always interesting conversations. 
Yeah, so we were talking before about the Deadly Fringe program. We can't say too much because we're still embargo. Um, so on the 15th of August, we're actually going to be launching the Melbourne Fringe Festival official program. So we'll be na- announcing all the shows that are a part of it. There's about 449 events for this year's Melbourne Fringe shows. For two and a half weeks, 449 events. So you can imagine how busy and how much the the city is going to swell in terms of its creativity and when I say events it's not just theatre shows there's like installations you know one-off shows not like a full season uh what else I guess gosh can't even think now 449 hey look who's talking hey who's that who are you extra voice in the background (laughs) couldn't be quiet there (laughs) so that's our guest she couldn't help herself we'll introduce her later but for now (laughs) but say hello this is cleaner hey guys how you going (laughs) (laughs) go back outside (laughs) it's deadly no it's good she's she's warming up okay guys speaking of warming up we've got the song right now for you. This is Kian. Kian's actually only 16 years of age. He came out with his first ever um, EP when he was 14, mind you. And uh, Kian's actually done a bit of work also with um, Brother Boy. This music is stunning, guys. Check this out. Can I take you back? The day we met when I started on my words And I know that made you laugh And the way you flicked your hair And I saw the smile you had Yeah, I know there's something, there's something known There's something about you You've been gone a while I'm like, where you been? Just split with another man Isn't that like number ten? You say you're feeling alone And now you need a friend And know there's something, there's something known There's something about you Something to say I'm waiting, I'm waiting Use the impatient but girl I'd be happy to wait I'm waiting, I'm waiting I'm losing sleep over dreaming of you Cause if it ain't me then who you feel the same I'm waiting, oh, you feel the same I'm you feel the same You'll feel the same I walk away She slams the door I should've let you know I should've told you more Put my heart on my sleep I don't know where it's gone There's something missing Something old Something about you She says she been thinking I say thinking about But in my mind I kinda already figured it out You say you're feeling something I said I feel it too It's like there's something There's something known There's something about you I've got something to say I'm waiting, I'm waiting I'm usually impatient but girl I'd be happy to wait I'm waiting, I'm waiting I'm losing sleep over dreaming of you Cause if it ain't me then who do feel the same I'm waiting, you feel the same I'm waiting, you feel the same 
waiting for you, always patient for you. Yes, I am. Oh, you feel the same. Waiting for you, always patient for you. Yes, I am. If you got a moment to spare, I've got something to say. I'm usually impatient, but girl, I'll be happy to wait. Both dreaming of you Cause if it ain't me Then you You feel the same You feel the same You feel the same I'm happy to wait for you Girl, yes I am Oh, oh Yes, that was Kian with Waiting. Uh, so Kian actually stepped to the spotlight with his killer chorus and Baker Boy's debut track on Cloud9 back in May 2017. Yes, 16-year-old Kian hails from the goldfield town of Castlemaine in Victoria and a life surrounded by music and songwriters and rappers. He's no stranger to the inner workings of the music scene. Yes, that song Waiting is basically a killer hook smashing it out of the park and inspired and encouraged by basically himself. And this is the first song that he wrote um, to the second that was released. And they, um, yeah, I just think he's just killing it in the wow. industry. Amazing. And what how, a voice. how old is he? He's only 16 now. That's crazy. Beautiful, eh? Crazy, eh? Mm. And speaking of bios, I'm going to read another one for oh, go you because I'm going to introduce our guest who made a little little teeny <laughs> tiny appearance before. Couldn't keep quiet there. <laughs> Don't leave her. Um, so our next guest uh, is Kalina Sansbury. She's a freelance artist who graduated from NASDA Dance College in 2013. Ooh, shout out to NASDA. Kalina is a Nadangeri, Naranga and Ghana woman from South Australia. And in her time at NASDA, Kalina had the chance to travel to Saibai Island, Torres Straits and Elko Island, northeast Arnhem Land, where she spent time in the community learning and discovering culture and dance. She is a deadly, deadly dancer. I've been seeing her there at the Next Wave um, Festival recently this year with her sis as well. Um, yeah, I went with you. Oh, that's right. You were there too. <laughs> Trying to get them free tickets. It no, was so good. Don't. It was so good. So please welcome Kalina. Yay. Hey, guys. How you going? Hey. Welcome. You just popped up, eh? <laughs> so how you been? And um, yeah, I hear you doing more amazing stuff with the Fringe Festival. Let us yes. know more about that. Yes, I'm emerging producer with Melbourne Fresh... Uh, Melbourne Fresh Melbourne Fresh. Too fresh, that <laughs> Fringe. <laughs> Melbourne Festival, uh, Fringe Festival. So yeah, it's been really good working alongside Layla here and we've just been producing Suri show, Declan show and um, Sandy. Sandy Green Greenwood. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Proper deadly. Proper deadly. But, you know, I mean, you're not just doing that at the moment. You're in rehearsals for other things, hey? Yeah, I just, last week I just got back from Sydney doing rehearsals there with legs on the wall for The Man with the Iron Neck. So that's coming up soon. And Oh, that's um, Ursula Jovic's work. Yes. Yes. Yes, Ursula wrote the script and by and it's by Josh Bond. He's, it's his idea. It's his concept. He's artistic director there. So, mm. yeah, it's been really great. It's my first acting job since all the way back in 2008 or nine. So I can add that to my bio now too. After, uh, look out. <laughs> oh, well, you should ask. Updated it, nah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it also um, involves a bit of aerial stuff as well. So that's also yeah. something I can you guys do. swing off a, a clothesline. I noticed. Yeah, there's a hills hoist involved. Um, I'm in a harness at some points, and I'm flying around in the air, which is real deadly. It's, it's also emotionally exhausting as well because it's about suicide. 
bringing awareness to that and that's a very close story to us all so yeah. uh yeah it's really it's really good it's been great and i am really excited about the show it's always interesting when we do, you know, because as performers and actors and, you know, all kind multidisciplinary artists, we are constantly being asked to do these types of traumatic shows. And as you said, we can relate on so many quite closely. What's been your, I guess, challenge? How do you get through those moments while you're in rehearsals? Like what's sort of your process? Yeah, um, I have a very big support surrounding me and Josh Josh and all the other mob create a very culturally safe space there so we often all talk as a group together and talk about you know if you need a moment go take time speak talk you know we're all here we're all here there for support so there's that but it's also you know you have your own internal times where you kind of give when you're in rehearsals you give so much like you hold back for most of the rehearsal period and you give give it all your one or or two full out um rehearsal times in that period because if you're constantly going there when you're doing your script reading lines and all that kind of you'll stuff you wear yourself out you wear yourself out emotionally mm. and and it's quite dangerous yeah it is it is quite dangerous so you know we often we just speak out we just we're we're off, honest with each other and we talk about where we, when we need to pull back. And, yeah, we just speak out and support each other throughout that emotional times, yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of emotional times, and because we, we are talking about heavy topics as well, just so um, so those who know, like, it's, it's, not, it's not something we can actually always speak openly about as well because it's, it's confrontational. Um, so if you ever do feel like you need someone to talk to, just know there is a helpline out there, and that's number, the number is 131114. That's 131114. One for Lifeline Australia. Yeah, suicide's actually a big issue, isn't it? And uh, particularly, I find um, from where I'm from, the Kimberleys, it's got the highest statistics of suicide in the whole of, of the world, not just Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess um, when you go back to to- storytelling, back to trying to, I guess, give people an impression or an idea of how particularly um, Aboriginal communities are affected by this, it's, um, it's, it's quite a major issue, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I guess with these works... We do them so we can have them discussions, open them discussions up, especially to, you know, you were saying as well, like, Kalina, young mob is important. Yeah, it's important that we get an Indigenous big audience there and direct it to the youth because there is a lot of, um, unfortunately, young people suiciding and that's what our play is about. It's about the prevention of suicide and Mm. and showing the effects of the aftermath of Mm. when somebody does that. So I hope that people who are thinking about doing that makes them think twice because... Because of the loved ones, you know, yeah, and and the and the aftermath of dealing with that once that's happened, ensuring they they know they got support and love, and that once that act does occur, it doesn't stop there. Yeah, you yeah. know, for them loved ones. Yeah, yeah true. And speak, speaking of loved ones, though, we got a um, th- that was the yes, segue. I saw eh? that <laughs> we got a, uh, our first SMS message a bit earlier from Gracie, who's normally Gracie. on the panel. Hey, Gracie. She reckons, wish I was there having a yarn. Oh, She misses us. Um, she's been away, but she's definitely back next week. Speaking of um, greats and speaking of uh, times of, you know, I guess times of trouble as well, we, we've actually had a loss, um, a really great loss in our community, particularly an actor. His name is Tommy Lewis. And he actually wrote this um, song before he passed away. Have a listen to this. 
Yes, you're on Urban Dreaming with Sarami. And Layla. And our special guest, Kalina. Hey. Yeah, so that song just then, that was Shifting Sands by Tommy Lewis. Now, Tommy Lewis was an, an, an Aboriginal actor who's actually one of our biggest, um, I, I find personally, one of our biggest uh, pioneers in the industry. And he actually passed away at the age of 59 in Catherine. Mm. Yes, that song he made, I think it was like three months before his passing, actually. And... Um, he will always be remembered for his compelling and enduring work on stage and screen over the last 40 years. He is a renowned musician and has a driving force and a vision behind Julepin Arts with his partner and his extended family of Best Week and Arnhem Land communities. He will be greatly missed. Mm. Yeah. So in regards to our greats, you know, I think, Kalina, who was one of your biggest inspirations? Or do you have many? I do have many, but I will say that... In the beginning, one of my biggest inspirations would have to be my sister, Nikki Ashby. Oh, um, yeah, she's my sister on my dad's side. And funnily enough, we met through dance. She was one of my first dance teachers. So she's one of the big reasons why I chose dance as a career. Wow. So, yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. How old were you then? I started dancing when I was, since I, I can remember, like... I've always been dancing. I danced with my family, did traditional dance when I was younger. Mm. But I was a part of a youth group when I was um, in Adelaide. That's where I grew up. And they're called Youth Performing Arts. And so, yeah, uh, Kuru Performing Arts, sorry. And I was with them the whole entire time I grew up in Adelaide. So, Oh, deadly. Yeah. Look out. And you're not... A teacher there now or no? No, I actually haven't gone back. They can't afford you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't gone I haven't gone back and taught as of yet, but I do plan to one day Mm. take it back to community. Um, but we have gone back and used the space when I go back there and I do jump in and dance with them mob if I can, quickly learn the moves, you know, so um it's always great to go back home. Like, I love going back there and going back there for work. Yeah, deadly. And I mentioned in your bio, too, I just gammon added it, that you were recently in uh, your sister's play, MeWe. Yes. That show was, yeah, really, really powerful. I loved it. Um, Incredible. Yeah, and I mean, we need another season. Yeah, well, so, hopefully it gets some legs. Like, we would love to take that show around. Yeah. Um, so no whispers yet, No, nothing you can... There is things in the make, but my sister has all that information. She's, oh. she's the boss woman oh, yeah. for MeWe. All oh, right. Yeah, hopefully we get to take that back to community first and foremost. Mm. Um, our grandmother, we got our grandmother over, who was our cultural consultant for that show. Yeah, that was she, incredible, actually, because you did footage of her, and she in between the shows she was doing the weaving. Yeah, she put on some weaving workshops too um so that was really good so you employed the whole family yeah (laughs) within the family (laughs) yeah no so hopefully we get to take it back and get the mob to have a look at it and guide us and hopefully tell us whether they can see all those elements that we had in that show so yeah deadly but for now we can we can watch you on stage for man with the iron neck yes yeah do you want to gammon plug that show real quick too when when can when are the dates and oh that's you don't even know that's in it's bargo. all in oh, yes true. i thought that yes oh i beg your pardon yeah, this, isn't it funny how that it works because um, we you on a project like so for those who don't know the arts industry there's certain things like particular protocols in regards to film and television or theater that um what happens is when you do a show you might be working it for like say three months for example but you still cannot 
announce it. Mm. So, yeah, there are certain things you just cannot uh, say until, I guess, the time of uh, the opening, really. Yeah. So, um, Hopefully soon, though, we can put the word out there. Yeah. Yeah, but you know I'm really interested in? Because, like you said before, your big, one of your biggest inspirations was Nikki, your sister. Mm-hmm. Now, I've known Nikki for a couple of years, and I've seen her work, and we actually got an opportunity. We both did So You Think You Dance together. She's gone into this whole new element of her own work, and what I'm really intrigued by is the fact that you are three sisters who dance and are incredible dancers at that. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the day that you three are performing together. Yeah. Well, is this going to happen? We've often talked about it, having a show with all of us together, but we haven't quite worked on that part yet. <laughs> I've got quite a few family involved in the arts as well, like on my other side as well. But, yeah, that that's all in the talk. We've always spoken about it, but not just yet. Because Peter. that's embargoed. No, give me <laughs> <laughs> a lie. Well, let's show another track because this track here is actually the, uh, the, the fellow I spoke about before. His name is Val Flynn and um, this song is called Stuck on Repeat and he's actually a queer artist who's breaking all protocols in regards to, not protocols as such, but more just showing... Uh, more openly what it is and how, how he's actually really comfortable in his skin. Mm. And the video footage, if you get to see it, if you get to check it out, it's Val Flynn stuck on repeat. And um, I'm going to play it for you right now and then we're going to have a chat with him on the phone. Look out. Missing me, it's 5 a.m. and I'm in bed. Where the hell have you been? I won't take this hurt no more. Am I through, baby? This is where the air begins. Doctor, ready to leave? Why is it me?
You're on Urban Dreaming. This is Gal. It'll Steph. And we're from Sisterhood, Sisterhood Festival. Support a local radio. Yes, you're on Urban Dreaming with Sarami. And Layla. Yes, Urban Dreaming, bridging the gap between two worlds. Now, that song just then, that was Val Flynn, and he's a Brisbane artist. One of his biggest inspirations uh, was growing up with TLC Aaliyah. Hello. Hello. Love Aaliyah. And Destiny's Child. And, yeah, his um, approach to weaving pop, dance and R&B sensibilities together mm. may take some cues from the turn of, of the century, Golden Age, but to the raw emotion at the heart of his work is timeless. And right now we have on the phone with us Val. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. So you were just in Melbourne, weren't you? We were, we were yeah. It was um, my next single, Candy, which is coming out on September 12th, which is a new bopper for going into spring. And yeah, we're super pumped to release it. So you from Brisbane, eh? Yeah. What's it like there? Nah, gammon. When are you hey, thinking? Nah, <laughs> don't. We got to have some mob there, eh? We can't all be in Melbourne and Sydney. Too many that's flash. Right, too right. many flash blacks here, eh? I mean, I'm a pretty flashback and I'm in Brisbane, so... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely flashback after uh, a black after the, um, the video clip we've seen. It's pretty prerogative. You think so? <laughs> or not prerogative enough. Uh. Hey, that's what I thought. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because, um, you know, like, we don't have many, um, I guess, queer Aboriginal artists who are in the music industry, so it's just great that you're, you're really showing that the versatility of our mob. It's incredible to see. Thank you. I think it's important that there's a voice for every pocket of society for our people to be able to look at because we are multifaceted and we are every pocket of society. You know, we're not just black followers. We are all other different things as well. So it's important that young ones see all sorts so they can recognise that. Yeah, and I guess too about, you know, this, what Aboriginality is and indigeneity, you know, there's diversity within that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and, you know, and showing that to these kids is, you know, it gives them a bit more of an insight of, like, how we as a people can grow and how we can really diversify ourselves. You know, I'm looking at your influences, and one of them was Aaliyah, who I actually was very influenced by, and it's a shame, you know, she passed. But her music yeah. was always, you know, inspiring, and her video clips were incredible. Was that part of the influence as well? Because it looks very similar in, in even the, the sort of colours that you use. And then I also know that yeah. one of your other influences is George Michael, and you actually look you look a lot like George Michael, but, um, but black. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that? Do you Blackie get told Michael, that? Black Michael, that's Um Thank you. Um, no, yeah, I draw a lot of inspiration visually so yeah definitely the colors that I draw from and you know the fashion that I um try to portray you know that all comes from like that sensibility of that urban 90s streetwear that Aaliyah was you know known for and yeah. but then still having you know my queer side to me which is you know my George Michael you know loving side so you know to combine all those sorts of things you know is kind of what makes up that plan. Yeah, and I guess George Marco and Aaliyah combined, you just want to go outside and rock the boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rock the boat. I've been thinking about that for the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Layla, my co-host, is pretty out there. Gotta love it. I love it, I love it. Yeah, just let me, i got to recharge them jokes now. Nah. Um, <laughs> but Bala, what, can, what kind of advice you can give Mob, though, that want to, you know, even if you want to share a little bit of your journey and how what's the best way that mob can get into what you're doing at the moment i think it's about community like i've been really lucky in the sense to have some really good friends of mine that i've kind of worked with over the years and sort of grown up with kind of be doing their thing in the music industry and doing their thing really well and so they've kind of you know 
been my support around being able to get into the studio and meet the people that, you know, can produce my music and help me get my sound out there. I think it's about, you know, going to creative spaces in your community and really connecting with those, you know, other creators within the communities that you're in because they're the people that are going to push and drive you. And Mm. I think that's probably the most biggest thing I can say in, you know, this community. Wow. Yeah, it's so true. Hey, Kalina, you would agree, hey, as well, too, with your journey as a dancer. Yeah, just having those inspiration mob and all that there and having the right support and having people around you to ground you and remind Mm -hmm. you of where you come from and you know and and the reason why you're doing these things yeah and they're all to help create change like and take it back to your community too yeah all mob in any art form that we're doing we're always going to go back to community and country yeah, you're yeah. saying something about inspiration comes from, you know what I mean? Like that culture there, and that's like where I drive all my inspiration from. Even though my music, pop, EDM driven music, you know, it all comes back to who we are and what we recognise ourselves as. And that's so you know, being proud Aboriginal people, and that's the core of everything I do. Yeah, so true. And with what you're doing, you know, that's a very deadly example of how our culture comes in so many different forms. Amen, sis. Yeah. So, thanks for your time, Val. When are you coming back to Melbourne? Because we'd love to have you back in the studio with us. Sure. Um, I'll be down back in Melbourne in like two and a half weeks. So, Ooh. maybe we can sort something out then. <laughs> Deadly. We'll be in touch. Awesome. We'd love to see you guys. Take care of yourself and thanks again for your time. Thanks, Bala. Yawo. Yawo. Bye. What a cool dude. I think it's, um, like I said, it's really important that we have someone of his calibre um, and, you know, representing the LGBTI community. So beautiful to see. And, you know, having, I think having a voice for people, particularly who, for Aboriginal and being queer, that just goes to show the contrast of how, how diverse we are. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose, too, just bringing, you know, widening our margins as well, you know, us marginalised mob, that's just an even extra marginalised group too which I guess too I got a lot of respect for you know you Suri for this show and this show being it's the only one isn't it in the whole country well of urban dreaming but yeah I guess we (laughs) (laughs) no but I mean in the whole uh, you know continent this is the Mm. only uh, radio show that is essentially just for Indigenous queer folk. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, you know this show specifically is about bridging the gap between two worlds. Yeah. Um, and you know we we've got to find ways that we we aren't we aren't necessarily talking about just ourselves. We're talking about how we can work together as as a collaborative. Mm. And it's so important that we have our allies as well. So yeah, but speaking of um, collaboration and you know obviously um, people who are on the right track and creating platforms, this is another artist who we absolutely adore and love. And have a listen to Casey Donovan. Standing at your door I'm shaking We've been here before There's no point trying anymore Can't keep on begging you To love me I need to walk
Casey Donovan, and you're listening to Australia's Joy 94.9. Yes, you are indeed on Joy, and this is Urban Dreaming with Sarami. Layla. Bridging the gap between two worlds, and our special guest, Kalina Sansbury. She's a performing artist, and she's killing it in the industry, and now she's on the Fringe Festival. Mm. Too good, too good. And that song just then, that was Casey Donovan with Lonely. That's one of her latest tracks, actually. I don't need to talk about her, because we know her work. Yeah, we know she's who self-explanatory, she is. Exactly. Eh? So, Layla... Now you were, you're also in the fringe. Now let me know more about the fringe and, and in regards to you and Kalina working together. 
Yeah, yeah. how does it work exactly um, in regards to producing? And, and let us know more how you both got selected for the Fringe. Melbourne Fringe Festival has been around for decades. It's one of the oldest, I guess, well, you know, apart from what we've been doing long before colonisation, um, but it's one of the longest theatre festivals um, that's been running here in, in Nam, or as people call Melbourne. Um, but yeah, Kalina and I, we've come on board as the Deadly Fringe producers, and it's a program called Deadly Fringe, and you know, Melbourne Fringe actually sort of employ three artists and two producers. Well, Originally actually, it was two, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, normally the program just uh, employs two artists and two producers, but we had that many deadly artists come through and Melbourne Fringe managed to get more money and we w- were able to accommodate three artists. Yeah, and then still we had extra artists still that missed out that could potentially go for the next round, um, I Mm. suppose. But yeah, so that's pretty exciting. So this is the second year for the Deadly Fringe? Yeah, second year, and we got big plans for next year, which is embargoed. No, Um, (laughs) no, we just can't talk about it. But yeah, but how how our job works, Kalina and I, we sort of job share at the moment because we're so busy with um, other projects, you know, because Kalina's a you know, I'm talking on behalf of her while she's sitting next to me. <laughs> this is our job, eh? Yeah. This is how it sort of works, Nat. Yeah. Um, Kalina's a deadly professional dancer and I'm a deadly, uh, if I can say, uh, uh, actor. Uh, but I've seen you on the dance floor too, Layla. Uh, well, you know, I'm not, I should you be getting paid for that too. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, the price and everything. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, we've just been trying, you know, and Melbourne Fringe have been so um, deadly with being really flexible uh, with our schedules and just kind of this is the reason why we're sort of job sharing it's just so much easier hey yeah i guess with you two though um do you like what made you apply for this and and you know the idea of you know doing something as such like this is the first time for you both yeah as a producer yeah. So what, what skills do you do you need to require to become a producer well this is the thing too i mean you know every producer that we know that's been doing it for a long time when they get asked the question what exactly does a producer do? All their answers are the same, and that is getting done. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's no real... The producing just comes in all different shapes and forms, yeah. and it is about... It's an everything it's job. It's an everything job, mm. yeah. They're a counsellor, they're a, a middleman, a mediator, um, contra- you know, they write up contracts and things like that, and just... Yeah. Emotional support. Emotional support. <laughs> They're the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, proper, hey. So you yeah. just basically become parents in a sense, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Producer, yeah. parent. Uh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I suppose. I suppose, back to your question before about why, what's one of the reasons why I went for the producer role is um, obviously, as you know, and you would know this, Layla, freelancing sometimes, there's gaps in between and, and I was kind of doing things that weren't relevant to art practice or anything like that so I, I saw this opportunity come up and I went for it straight straight away because I was like this is this is going to be relevant to my work mm. and also a couple of years ago after I had finished Naza Dance College my sister Tari Sansbury who created Miwi mm. and her partner Thomas E.S. Kelly we sat down together and we talked about creating a dance company and that was years ago and that is more coming alive more than ever now Um, and we have started a dance company which has been highly directed by Thomas E.S. Kelly and we have a a dance company called Chiral Projects Mm. and, you know, I thought, what else can I offer 
to this company, you know, and producing is a huge part of getting works up. So that was one of my biggest reasons of going um, for the role. Yeah, and I was almost the same. I almost can mirror that. I'm starting a dance company. Now, Gammon, I'm yeah. like, I, lie. I lie, but yeah, last year. <laughs> it's called Twerk to... Now, Gammon. Work to twerk. Nah, don't. Layla's. No. Twerk to your drop. But yeah, I yeah. was the same. You know, last year I started my own little collective and it was just about, yeah, I need more skills in being organised and in admin and things like that and just sort of demystifying what it means to be a producer I mm. suppose so this was a deadly opportunity it wasn't too you didn't have to commit too much hey yeah yeah, yeah it definitely. was only a few months and, yeah. and the fact that they've been super flexible with us and their partner they've got a deadly partnership with Ilbidgery as well so we work really closely with the Ilbidgery theatre mob too so also yeah. the role offers training as well like we we have a certain amount of master classes that we can attend that is provided all free from Melbourne Fringe and they've also got info sessions so that's yep. been that's been a really great um, opportunity so if if there's mob out there who are thinking about going for a producing role mm. and are interested in the arts this role was really perfect and say if you don't have an art practice this is another side of the arts that you can go down and and is really good yeah, yeah true and to extend on what you were saying like there's a lot of festivals and organizations currently as we're speaking are offering a very similar opportunity like i know next wave have got that opportunity of uh, producing coming out um and then also ilbidri's got a few too so mm. yeah you mob just need to have a look online, Facebook mm. job, or Gam and call us too at yeah. Melbourne Fringe Festival and we can let you know too. But, yeah, now is a really good time to just Gam and have a look. If you're thinking about, you know, um, I want to up them skills a little bit in producing behind the scenes because we can't all be on stage. <laughs> hey. True. And we need, of us. It's so important that we have the people obviously behind the stage because these are the ones that make, you know, make the magic happen. Yeah. Um, this is stuff we don't normally see, do we? It's yeah. always the performance that we see and not the hard work that goes behind That's it. That's it. And, you know, we need more black fellas, I guess, driving black stories. Mm. You know, we need to give ourselves um, opportunities, not just wait for them white fella opportunities to come our way so yeah get in there get some training you just gotta gam and have a proper look sift through and the opportunities will be there if not ask your bala sissy auntie whoever mm. yeah mm. well speaking of the um a possible internship program there is actually one happening currently with screen australia so they're targeting an industry placements to advance the skills of early career creative indigenous producers so the indigenous produ- uh, producer internship program will provide the opportunity for participants to undertake creative produce internships Internships with successful production companies on a full-time basis over a one-year period or a part-time basis over a two-year period, uh, being mentored by an experienced Australian producer. How cool is that? Yeah. So if you want to check that out, that's actually, you can Google it, and that's on www.screenaustralia.gov.au. That's www.screenaustralia.gov.au. All right, guys, stay tuned. You're in Urban Dreaming with Sarami. And Layla. Thank you so much, Joe, for your time. Take care. And um, yeah, Thank you, and this guys. is us, guys. That's all. Yawoo. See you, Joe. This is us, guys. Enjoy your evening. All the best. Thanks for joining Urban Dreaming. You have been listening to Urban Dreaming with your hosts, Sue Rummy and Miss Elanius, a show that aims to bridge the gap and close the divide. 
You can stay up to date by adding us on your Facebook and download the podcast from joy.org.au. Urban Dreaming on Joy 94.9. Midsummer Festival's annual fundraising event, Midwinter Gala, are on sale now. This year, the gala will be held in the splendid surrounds of one of Melbourne's most iconic venues, Melbourne Town Hall. Join effervescent hosts for the evening, Gretel Colleen, to enjoy a three-course meal, fine wines, a silent auction and special guest entertainers while raising essential funds towards the support and development of Midsummer Festival artists and culture makers. The fifth annual Midwinter Gala, Saturday, August 4. Grab your VIP or standard tickets now by heading to midsummer.org.au. A community message supported by Joy. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.